This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Here's the scenario. You're injured in a collision and your insurance company is denying your claim. It happens far too often. If it happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. My team and I work for people just like you. We don't accept cases on behalf of insurance companies, so you and your family can make sure that you're in good hands. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Get Goldfinger today. You know what I want. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm Rose Sampson Folk, and there is something that is very, very enjoyable about listening to the payback from James Brown right after a Raptors win. They didn't. The intro always makes me feel very, very good and excitable, and it gets me hyped up to talk about the game again. This one, a very fun game to talk about. The Raptors, the defending champions, who are now four and one in the season in which they are defending champions. 125-113, they beat the hapless, depressing Detroit Pistons, led by Dwayne Casey. This is the first time that Nick Nurse, well, let's say this is the first time that the Raptors have beat Dwayne Casey since he left the team. Well, I shouldn't say left the team. Since he was fired the same year that he won Coach of the Year. Last year, the Raptors, they were 0-3 against him, and that was that was a bit of a point of contention for just a lot of people who talk about it there was a a very big need and desire to beat him last year of course none of that really matters because the Raptors won the chip last year and now in the season in which they are defending champions the third time I'll say it um we're sitting here after a a very a sizable win by 12 points they led the whole game pretty much and it was never really in question the Pistons who are short Blake Griffin didn't really have enough offensive firepower, it seemed like, to hang with the Raptors, especially on a night like this. And they certainly didn't have the defensive firepower to hang with the Raptors as the Raptors kind of ran roughshod over them. And it was, man, if you're a Raptors fan, this was a really fun game to watch. It started out just like any other game this year where OG Ananobi came out really strong. He had like three dunks in the first quarter. One, he's stripping guys and getting out on the break others he's just running the break really well and then others he's finding soft spots in the defense getting in for dunks getting in for layups at the rim and especially um, probably more important than the offense that he brought 
he was really effective on the glass early on. He's helped set the tone on the defensive glass for the Raptors this year. And as we know, that has been their number one struggle. The Raptors haven't struggled to shoot the ball. They haven't struggled to score. They haven't struggled with initial defense. It has been turnovers and defensive rebounding. OG Ananobi was extremely sharp tonight. Box outs were good. And he rebounded the ball, especially early on. He had a career high tonight. I think he finished with eight rebounds, which a bit shocking that that is his career high. You would think that he'd have a double-double already, but he doesn't. But probably expect that to happen sometime this year. Be looking forward to that. Kyle Lowry as well was really great early on, having a couple of those, okay, just let me take you to the rim moments where he 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 has a heavier profile, physical profile, than a lot of the uh, point guards who defend him. A lot of point guards in the league, there are some guys who are built like a running back, like the Stanley Johnson mold, except like a six foot two guy. That's the Eric Bledsoe. Lowry has a tough time bullying those guys on the rim, but guys like Tim Frazier, Derek Rose, they're pretty wiry. Even a guy like if Pat McGaw was playing against Kyle Lowry, they're pretty wiry guards, and Lowry can just kind of like shoulder, use his butt, and get him under the rim and then finish with his offhand, which he was extremely effective at doing in this game, and is a return to his his tool set from last year where it wasn't really there, his finishing. He declined to go to the rim a lot of the times last year and this year he's been very active getting to the rim and getting himself free throws it's not that common for players to dip in and out of low and high free throw seasons I gotta tell you what Kyle Lowry has been able to do as far as a scorer on the inside this year has been pretty rare the ability to turn it around after last year when it wasn't a big part of his game he was mostly a pick and roll point guard who passed a lot and shot three-pointers. It's, you know, rare to see a point guard of his age turn it around the next year and start attacking the basket with more fervor than he has shown in, like, two years. So that's, he started doing that early on in the game as well. Fred had a moment like that too, and Fred just operating as the top of the Raptors' five-out offense, letting Kyle Lowry run off ball, a lot of relocation, flare screens, pin-downs, curls. It, it was just a lot of action for the Raptors early on. They played fantastic. And to get back to the Fred Van Vliet of it all, I think he's doing a phenomenal job working in the Raptors offense right now and allowing Kyle Lowry to be the guy who's running off ball, to be active without being on ball, because that has been one of the skills that Kyle Lowry has had for so long that has been underutilized a little bit in his career because he is very, very good off ball. So it's nice to see that he's being rewarded for that. And a 7 of 13 night for Kyle Lowry where he puts up 25 and 8 with two steals. He was like a plus 13. It's just, it's big time, man. The Raptors look so good early on. And you watch this team and you just think to yourself, Kawhi Leonard left this team? And that's before I even start talking about Pascal Siakam. And he he is absolutely the story of this game. I mean, there were times where, and I said it in the quick reaction, and I wrote the quick reaction grades as well tonight, but basically it's Pascal Siakam has entered the phase of a score where he's way too fast, way too shifty for bigs to guard him. And I mean way too shifty. Like he put Thon Maker, Andre Andre Drummond, Morris, all those guys on skates 
multiple times tonight. Andre Drummond actually got bailed out in the one play where Siakam broke his ankles, and it just so happened that Drummond fell into Siakam, getting a foul, stopping play. If he hadn't, he would have just hit the ground, and Siakam's probably cruising to the rim for a massive highlight play, but Siakam was cooking these guys all night long. And on the other side of things, he's way too big for guards. He's not one of those wiry wing players who has a tough time asserting themselves in the post. Siakam is the perfect amount of wiry, but still able to leverage his weight and his size and his length, and he dominates any guard that he gets in the post. It's Honestly, man, it's fantastic. And if he's running like ball handler duties, as we saw in this game, as we saw against the Celtics, as we've seen many times this year, if the defense is just going to try and pack the paint on him, he's going to rein in triples from above the break. And my God, he did. And he mixed in like work from the mid-range. Backing a guy down into the paint, leaning back, kind of bending the knee, Dirk-esque, but not Dirk-esque, let's not go that far, but it's just his scoring repertoire is so deep and varied at this point, and he's still defending really well. I just, what do you do if you're trying to guard Pascal Siakam? What recourse do you have? You basically, you need an all-NBA-level defender to line up with him, and as we've seen, that happened with Jalen Brown, that's happened with Jonathan Isaac. And he's still taking these guys to school repeatedly. So if you have just a, an okay defender, and God forbid a bad defender, like early on in this game where the Pistons decided that they wanted to let Christian Wood go one-on-one with Pascal Siakam, you're toast. From the very beginning, if you let Pascal Siakam go one-on-one, you're toast. His points per possession is going to be like 1.58. He's going to be scoring with such regularity that you just think it's the way the world turns now. And, yeah, he's... What words are there left for Pascal Siakam? In this one, my goodness, just shades of Lamar Odom mixed with George Gervin and (laughs) Steph Curry on the the above-the-break pull-ups. What do you do? What do you do to guard him? I just... I'm so tempted to bring back the Brooklyn guy whose fascination with Pascal Siakam was to no end. Maybe some other time. Marcus Gasol, I also want to talk about, he had a good start to the game. It's tough to guard Andre Drummond. He's a beast, and he's been eating against a lot of teams early on this year. He still had 21 and 22 in this game, 10 of 17 from the floor, but credit the Raptors for doing a lot of great defense on him. Marcus Gasol early on, though he did get banged up, and I don't mean banged up like played bad defense or got taken advantage of. I mean like banged up had a bit of an injury scare, went to the locker room, only played around 15 minutes in this one. But in his time on the floor, I thought he played really good principal defense against Drummond, something we've come to expect from Marcus All, And just, he's completely turned it around from when, at the very start of the season, he did not look sharp at all. And a guy who is brought on for his defense was not playing well defensively, was really not playing well offensively, and he's not all the way back offensively yet which is fine, but his defense is certainly at a place where he can hang out there with the Raptors, and the Raptors can be successful with him there. More importantly, though, Serge Ibaka in this one, we've been watching a lot of rim runs from Serge Ibaka in past games. This game, there wasn't as many rim runs, and it's a credit to him 
that he doesn't need one thing to keep happening for him to find success because in this one more importantly it was back to the mid-range killer that we all remember from the early part of last season plus he's hitting from downtown and I just he was 9 of 15 from the floor I think that's I think that's 60 percent and the the amount of offense he's bringing off the bench as a bench big is kind of ludicrous not many people can there's just not many players like him in the league right now and he occupies such a unique place in the league and on the Raptors and he's such a luxury in a way but the Raptors this team is good man this team is very very good still running a tight rotation still trying you know still trying things out but sheesh it's uh this team is really good, and Serge Ibaka has been so good to start the year. 19-6, two assists, two steals. He's like he's at a six-man of the year level right now, it seems like. like The amount of efficiency he's bringing has been, it has just been insane. Norman Powell as well. I think this was the game we were all waiting on Norman Powell for. You know what I mean? Like he, We've been waiting for that jumper to come back to where it was in the preseason when he was reigning in triples against the Houston Rockets. He was shooting really high percentage from downtown, and he was picking out his drives really well. In this game, it seemed like he had a good eye for the back end of the defense. A lot of the times what happens with Norman Powell is he's too worried about beating the front line of the defense, and then he's getting himself into trouble when he's attacking the back end. This one, it's kind of like how DeMar DeRozan talks. When you interview him, he says he's not worried about his primary defender. He's always looking at where the help side's coming from, where the next pass is, or if the help side doesn't come or is a little bit late, that's the basket for him. Norm Powell has the type of athleticism to execute in the same type of way, especially when he's not creating that first step for himself. If he's doing it off the catch, attacking and closeout, something like that, he can still be really good in those situations. I don't think he's like Kyle Lowry or Van Vliet or Siakam as far as being a creator and attacking those scenarios, but he can still, there's lots of utility for him and with him. So having him attack really well, getting to the rim, choosing his drives extremely well, shooting the ball even better, putting up 19 in 28 minutes, just really, really nice work and could be a big precursor for where his game is going to be trending over the next little while. Maybe this sets the tone for what the rest of the year looks like. He's obviously not going to be shooting 70% from the floor and 60% from downtown. That's not realistic. But he can be a really efficient, a super sub. He is better than an eighth man. If you know know what I mean. He's better than the eighth man on the roster. He He could be starting on a lot of teams in the NBA. And that's, I don't think that's too much of a stretch. The Raptors have the benefit of playing Van Vliet and Lowry right now. But if they ask Norm to step into the starting lineup, I expect him to fit in there. The Raptors just have a a really, really good eight-man rotation. Um, Patrick McCaw still, like, had turnovers, kind of gums up the offense when he's getting, when he's operating in it. And I don't want to be too hard on him because this was a really good game from most players and Patrick McCaw did play good. He was really active on defense. Hands everywhere. He was getting in front of players. Really active above the break. A lot of things to like. And hit a corner three. Got out on the break as well. It's just really nice to see because there sometimes 
all your takeaway can be with Patrick McCaw is like this guy when he's when he's operating in the Raptors offense he's completely breaking it and the Raptors have really tough time scoring when he's on the floor that's just I what do you what do you want from that right it's it's tough so things like that I'm not really sure but in this game he did not break the Raptors offense he certainly didn't help it in the way that Norman Powell did or Serge Ibaka did but I thought he did a good enough job and he earned his minutes on the floor tonight Chris Boucher once again a lot of stats in garbage time I'm waiting for Nurse to give him an opportunity in the first three quarters because even Stanley Johnson was getting minutes at the top of the second and Chris Boucher has been honestly he's been dominant in the garbage time He's put up a lot of stats, scored the ball, gotten blocks, gotten rebounds, runouts. It's it's been a lot, but garbage time basketball is pretty different from a lot of what we see prior to garbage time. The defense is more disciplined. There's less runouts, less fast break, and garbage time is just kind of it's like pickup almost, right? It's like guys taking turns. And when guys that means a lot of rim runs, that means a lot of fast break and length, pretty much. If there's going to be rim runs against him, he's going to have a lot of opportunities to get blocks. And if it's just runouts where big men can come down the lane and guys are kind of lazy, he can also get dunks on the other end. And we've seen that so far. So I'm just I'm waiting for Nurse to give him an opportunity to play in the phase of the game that doesn't feature garbage time. You know what I mean? I'm just I want to see him try and apply himself in a different play style that's that's pretty much what I'm waiting for Nick Nurse I mean no complaints you just wish that Kyle wasn't playing like 38 minutes that's a lot Fred was down to 30 so he was obviously cognizant of how much he was playing Fred Pascal was down to 30 as well Kyle and OG both at like 38 so they knew or sorry he knew what was happening as far as resting guys and that's that's just something he's he's planned for, and I guess it's up to him to see. It's his discretion, and he obviously is more in tune with the players' conditioning than I am, than we are as fans and journalists, pundits alike. It's just the coach obviously knows better. He's he's talking to Alex McKechnie, who, quick shout-out to him for his promotion, and yeah, time to move on to the Reggie Evans Award, which I would like to give to OG Ananobi, and I... There's just something about his game this year that's really speaking to me. He's done such a good job on the back end of the defense, rebounding the ball, getting out on the break. He is just everywhere. The guy is everywhere, and there's he's been so sharp, man, and I don't even his effort has not been waning at all. He's just done his thing. He comes in. I know they've had the the clock the punch in, punch out type of punch clock thing I think for the Bulls but that's how OG Ananobi is working this year like this is a job for him there's not that much flash to his game right now it's just when he has an opportunity to shoot the three calm correct shot goes up if it goes in goes in like it should if it doesn't it doesn't he's getting back on D he's playing terrific defense on that possession he's doing his thing and it's just it is unwavering he's brought so much quality to the small forward position this year and has been so consistent. It's just, it's great to see. I'm a super big fan. And no Mitchell Robinson award tonight. There is uh, 
no villains at all in this game. Just just good times. There was a big fight over in the Philly Minnesota game though between Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns, two of the premier big men in the league. So there's plenty of villains over there. If you want villainous players, villainous actions, uh, you can go find it in other games. I'm sure it'll make its way into the Raptors at some point this year. But uh, no villain in this one. The top quick reaction comment from B Herbs. Where are all the Norm fans at? Please stand up. Also, Siakam is a superstar. He decided not to get off the bus at the All-Star stop and just continued on to being top 10 in the league. All caps. Prove me wrong. Yeah, man. I He has certainly been top 10 so far this year. I don't think this is a flash in the pan. I don't think this is just a quick start to the year. And he will have to deal with teams adjusting to this. But as we've seen, as I mentioned earlier on in the podcast, even the all-NBA level defenders don't stop him. He recalibrates, he readjusts, and he still finds ways to succeed later on in the game. He figures defenses out. So, prove me wrong is right. He might be on the fast track to a top 10 spot in the league. The guy has just been transcendent. There's so much to like here. And his personality, he just fits so well in Toronto. He has all the love of the fans. He, like, spent time in the D-League. Just how, sorry, G-League. And But there there's very little words left to describe Pascal Siakam. Gobsmacking, amoebic, wonderkind. Like, he's just terrific. I'm, I'm very happy to be able to watch him this year. And I'm glad we all get to share in this together. And, uh, yeah. Um, thank you for listening. This has been Samson Folk. Whether you're getting into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.